to the K. WWE's backstage described as chaos. Uh, well, WWE's draft has concluded with numerous NXT call-ups and several free agents, whatever that is. Um, a new major debut set for AEW Collision. What? Well, Edge has given an update on his retirement plans. Uh, Bray Wyatt's set to have a new WWE writer. Well, AEW's all-in day one sales have set a new UK record. Damn. Damn um, as revealed on this show... Uh, AW All Out set to take place the week after All In. Well, Carl, as seen on uh, WrestleMania, <laughs> Shane McMahon has had some issues as of late with injury, but he is not done with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trinity Fatu, formerly known as Naomi in WWE, has made her debut for Impact Wrestling. What? Well, Leva Bates has announced her AEW contract has expired. And we have some congratulations in order for several WWE superstars. Anthony Wendell is coming up. Right friggin' now. Yes, it is. And we're gonna kick off with um some chaos. Chaos. As we do on the show. Kicking mm-hmm. off with some chaos. And um according to Uncle Dave himself, he has described the current backstage situation in WWE as chaos. Now obviously we just had the draft, um, and what he alluded to was there's uh, a lot of Things being said and then being changed last minute at the moment backstage. You know, it's been reported that several stars didn't know which brand they were going to end up on until basically the day that they found out, yes. which isn't ideal. Isn't that how a draft works? Well, supposedly, um, when it's not, you know, when it's real. Ah, well, yeah, it's still real that. to me, damn it. So damn I'm going to talk about it. Um, it's not like Elliot Knight then. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Uncle Dave basically saying that there's a... Yeah, described the backstage uh, in WWE at the moment as chaos, which is interesting. But it also came to light today as well that Vince McMahon has uh, supposedly still been um, getting involved, if you will. He had supposedly been submitting potential opponents for Roman Reigns uh, following the draft, uh, which was supposedly scoffed at by the writing team. Scoffed, you say? Scoffed. Nom, nom, nom. (laughs) Eat it right up. Uh, So... Yeah, a couple of, couple of things to unpack there. So Okay, unpack, man. The whole chaos that's going on at the minute in WWE, do you think it was just because of the draft and all the stuff there, or do you think, is there more to it? Do you think, is it a Triple H thing? Is it a Vince McMahon thing? What's really well, going on? Is it a good thing? Because <laughs> that's how we determine it. If it's a bad thing, it's Vince. Yeah. If it's a well, good thing. That is true. It's trips. <clears throat> that is true. Uh, I mean, do you still believe that? How much of a role do you think Vince McMahon has got at the minute? As much as he fucking wants. Well, (laughs) but like people, you know, it's it's so true what you've just said is anything that anyone doesn't like at the minute on WWE programming, they're very much like, oh, Vince is back. It's written all over the show. I think sadly the, the dirt sheets, if you will, doesn't really help because they talk about like, oh, and he's, you know, remotely Jamaican changes to scripts. And so it's like, where's the source on that? Like they can't cite the sources because the secret sources, but it's like, secret sources? Secret source? Yeah. Like, you know, um, and you go, well, okay, so we don't know where these sources come from. WWE have obviously wouldn't confirm anything. So you go, well, how reliable is this information? We just have it on good authority that Vince is making changes and he is involved. But again, like you say, people just love to do that whenever it's something they don't like now. Yeah. It was like he was there after WrestleMania, wasn't he? And everyone's there straight away going, it was chaos and the script was taught and all this kind of stuff. And trying to spin it is kind of a as shit a situation as it possibly could be. The following week, he wasn't even supposedly there, but then he was sending rewrites in via email, and now it's obviously come down to chaos. Is happening. Like, 
I don't know. Is he really that involved? But well, you still get people. I think I I may be misquoting here, but people like uh, I want to say Road Dog has actually gone out and said like he's Triple H is still very much in charge. Yeah. Leaving the Khan, he's basically yeah. said like you know at the end of the day you've got someone like Vince McMahon who's run the company since its fucking foundation essentially. You know you're gonna go to him and ask him some questions from time to time yeah. and you know run things by him. But Triple H is the creative booker of <laughs> the show. Vince, uh, like. Do I make a bark like a dog? What do you think? <laughs> I love it. That's good shit. Um, so, I don't know. I think people are really losing their minds about this whole Vince thing. And, you know, I'm under no illusion. There was times over the last three or four years that, you know, Raw especially was very kind of like, oh, painful. But we have gone through a pandemic. We have gone through a lot of different stuff. And Vince doesn't get credit for all the good things he did in that time. Like, I, no. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. The whole Bloodline thing was a Vince McMahon yeah. idea. What I love is... They almost paint it like Vince is like, he's an out of touch old man. It's like, yeah, we need to hand the reins over to a, a, another old man, but not quite as old. <laughs> yeah. Like, Triple H isn't exactly like a young, hip. I, I, even I'm sounding old, but I say this, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> this is a man in his 50s, right? So, yeah. like, is that really like, you know, the youth of today well, having exactly. their input? It's Triple H, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And I think. You know, people, for whatever reason, are diehard like NXT fans from when Triple H was booking it and stuff, which I, especially towards the latter Let's end... Let's be honest, it's better than was not. the Shawn Michaels NXT we have oh, now. Well, anything, yeah. Anything that Shawn Michaels touches goes to shit, let's be fair. But, you know, bias aside, uh, I don't know. I think it's a massive adaptation for Triple H to try and book for the main roster. And there's a lot more, you know, sponsorships and eyeballs and ratings and everything matters more. So he's not going to go do something completely crazy like... The WWE formula has worked. It's tried and tested for years. Yeah. It's why they have a monopoly. Exactly. So it's funny because for some reason, Triple H can do no wrong. And it's like, well, he can and he has and he will continue to do so. I mean, is, that, this is the thing. Vince this is be the thing because, um, you know, I think ultimately the callbacks he's had haven't really been the best thing. Some people are going to have to get let go again. Apparently, we're getting budget cuts going forward. He brought back a lot of people uh, to a lot of cheap pops. That that's all they were. Like yeah. long term, there's a few there that are probably not going to sustain. No, you know. Well, like, you know, people used to shit on Tony Khan for that, didn't they? Like every yeah. week, oh, he's not going to be able to, you know, debut people every week. And it's like, well, that's all Triple H's first run was, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, we love it. It's amazing. It's exciting. <laughs> Because I don't know who's going to come back next. Because yeah, they got rid of like 90 people. Yeah. So any of those people will come that, back. It's like, well, you had the Cody coattails uh, coat to ride, which is fair dues. Yeah. But I think Vince wanted him anyway. And you had the Bloodline coattails to ride, which Vince set up in the first place. It's like, mm-hmm. look back to the previous yeah. WrestleMania. Our stories are getting a bit thin. Look back to WrestleMania. And so far, all he's done for my Bloodline story is include Matt Riddle. Yay. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, you know, after going, well, we're going to change the rules on drug violations because we want to keep Matt. Well, yeah. Uh, that was nice of them. Yeah. Um, I'm nothing against him, by the way. I just, I think it's really funny, the hypocrisy there. It's like, yeah. no, no, we, we, you know, we, we, we did say three strikes, but we didn't mean three strikes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, you know, this year's WrestleMania had some awesome matches. It had Gunther, Sheamus and Drew. It had the main events with Cody and Roman. Obviously, the finish was uh, underwhelming, to say the least. But for me, WrestleMania 38 was probably better. And Vince had that one. So, yeah, yeah. suck it. Now, um, obviously, Triple H, we talked about, like, he's still very much in charge. So, presumably, his fingerprints were all over the draft. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. So, how do you feel about the draft? Like, it's going to be our next um, uh, headline here, but obviously, the draft has 
pretty much completed. Um, interesting this year that we've they seem to be using the free agent thing quite a lot. But the first thing I want to ask you about is um, there's been a lot of NXT call-ups. Now, do you think this is like a Triple H thing here? I'm going, well, you know, Triple H has got some control and obviously NXT was his baby and he's got some NXT favourites. Do you think that's possibly what's happening here or do you think these people were ready? Because the certain ones where you go, had they really, like, all due respect, and there's no, again, NXT is a, is a brilliant show, but, like, Odyssey Jones, mm-hmm. like, were they done with NXT? I mean, not being there for long, to be fair. So so it's like, okay, and then Apollo Crews, like, okay, he's, he's flip-flopped back and forth that much, was this the right time to come back? You know? About in the shares on there, I, I didn't even know they were still a thing, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Admittedly, I'm slightly out of touch with NXT. Well, like, yeah. I, there seems to be a few people who got sent down to NXT to develop after being on the main roster, and they're coming back without, as far as I'm concerned, much development. Like, what what's Apollo Cruz gonna offer to the main roster that he hasn't already offered before? And that's no disrespect to Apollo. He was um, US title holder. He was doing really well, and then obviously not so well. You know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, there's a, there's just a few in there that I'm like, that this is interesting. Like. The, the approach they've had. Yeah, um, there was a lot of call-ups. At a lot of call-ups. I mean, um, there's like there's an exhaustive list here. No one obviously bored everyone with it, with um, reading through it all. But th- there's quite a lot of um, NXT call-ups. Quite a good little shake-up, really, in general. Quite raw-heavy as well. Yeah, in all I've fairness, seen that, like, to be fair. It's, like, it's very raw-heavy, and I get it. It's got three hours, um, you know, it's got an extra hour, hasn't it, every week. But hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of talent there. SmackDown feels a bit light. Yeah, especially for the Roman Reigns picture, like which massive baby faces have they really moved over? <laughs> no, right, and you go, yeah, he does need some opponents. Yeah, though. you've got like Edge and AJ Styles. After that, um, mm. you know what I mean, and uh, you know that's two programs that are fairly decent. But yeah. you're probably gonna put Edge against AJ for a while. Yeah, but it's even like um, it's kind of the opposite effect over on Raw. You've just got shit ton of baby faces. Mm. There's no heels really. Like who's who's Cody gonna go? Well, up Cody's against? gonna be the heel mm. after he wins the title that his dad. <laughs> Never wanted, and yeah. celebrates that, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I mean, it's gonna have to be a Drew McIntyre turn, I think. Which I'm all I mean, for. Do you know what could be an interesting one though? I notice in here, Go on. um, Cameron Grimes. Mm. I've yet to see his sort of uh, redeveloped self, really. So I think he might he might stand a good chance of being decent on the main roster. It's hard, isn't it? Like it's one of the biggest problems WWE has at the minute is building new stars, and I think. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought up a shit ton here, yeah. almost as a way to say, well, we're going to throw them all in, let's see who sinks and swims, and the ones <laughs> yeah. that don't make an impact. If but... you throw enough shit, some of it'll stick. Well, exactly, and I feel like that's the approach they've gone. I think a lot of these ones who've been you know, brought up now, probably 50 60%, if not more, are going to be released by next year. Because, mm. you know, the WWE NXT development system is essentially get them ready, put them on TV, if they fail, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, we'll look at, like, the... I don't know if it's still the case, but one of the threats before the draft was like Carrion Cross is getting one last chance. So if you're doing that to the likes of Carrion Cross, who's more over than half of these people anyway, mm-hmm. then you know that's it. It doesn't bode well. This might be a mechanism for them to go like sink or swim, you know. So we might see a, a fair fair amount of cuts. Uh, what do you make of this free agent element of it? Like it's been painted in some mm-hmm. elements, like almost like by design. So you look at like uh, Omos and MVP. 
have been labelled free agents, but then it was like MVP's done that deliberately. He's negotiated that so that Omos can, can go between both shows. Brock Lesnar, notably, is a free agent because he needs to go between both shows. So it's like, so what, anyone who you want to put on both shows is just going to be labelled yeah. as free agents? It kind of undermines the whole thing for me. Like I get it. Mm. Like The MVP negotiating on Omos's behalf makes sense. Apparently Brock Lesnar renegotiated his status, which makes sense. Then you've just got a list of other people. Well, do you know what? Like, outside of, like... Like, is a couple that you go, is this for some sort of story development? So you go, oh, Mass and MVP, mm-hmm. right? But you also have Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. So is it possibly some sort of re reemergence of the hair business in some way? Could be. Like, is, you know, having them all as free agents and uncertain could be a, a, a thing to get them to smack down with Bobby, mm-hmm. you know? But then you have the likes of, um, you know, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Elias, and, and the ones who it just feels like they're the ones that they've gone, yeah. Yeah. You know? Which doesn't really make any sense, does it, as such? Like, the roster's not... I mean, it's not that big, if you think yeah. about it. So Well, exactly. I don't think there needed to be a free agent element. No. I understand certain people like Brock needed that exception yeah. because, you know... It's always been accepted. To... Like, Taker, for example, and you know, people like that. Like, the, what, we always go through that tier list, don't we? And there's, like, S tier. Yes, Like, exactly. you know, John Cena, if he wants to rock up on Raw or SmackDown when he comes yeah, back... Yeah, he fucking will. He will do. He's <laughs> John Cena. So, and Brock's kind of at that status, and he's, yeah. in all fairness. Um, yeah. You know, Omos, not so much. Yeah. So I don't mind it too much. Even the Omos thing, because it, it it makes sense. But the others, it's just kind of yeah. like, it feels like an A big shocking one for me. And I know I've um, I've been in defense of him for a while, but Baron Corbin. That's interesting. Even that one makes a little bit of sense, like nobody wants him. Yeah, because after all the, uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. But um, Yeah, like Elias and stuff and Dolph Ziggler. It's kind of yeah. like, you think they just get picked some, like Dolph's a former world champ. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But one last thing is, um, did you see some of the fun that the USA Network were having on Twitter? I saw a couple of little snippets. Yeah. I saw um, they made a, a pop about carrying cross. Yeah, they? I loved it. They were like, um, like basically saying, ah, oh, because he got drafted to SmackDown. They were like, oh, it's probably for the best, considering I think like like last time he was on, Rory wore a helmet or something like that. And you're like, nice, okay. I like, I like that. Would be I like it when the social media teams actually yeah. get involved and have a bit of banter. Channeling the inner Wendy's, aren't they? Hell yeah. So excited to see what happens, but um, yeah, not massively not too excited. Yeah, not massively taken aback by the the picks. Now this thing is very exciting though. Now CM Punk is reportedly coming back to AW imminently. He's been doing his tour of um, the backstage areas of <laughs> yeah. various wrestling companies, basically playing yeah. Uno apparently as well. Interesting. Well, sorry, does whatever the fuck he wants. That guy probably eating some Mindy's Bakery while he was there, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been reported Punk will make his return, probably at Collision. Um, but it's also been reported that there's going to be another major debut slash return taking place at Collision. Now, nobody knows what this is or like who it is or anything like that, but Ooh. obviously the speculations are, is it going to be someone like you know Kota Ibushi, like a brand new debut? Well, it's going to be Goldberg, and we're all going to be like, oh, could be Goldberg, sake. could be, um, could be Mercedes Monet. I guess spoke for everyone. And we're all going to be... Everyone's going to be made up by me. I'm just going to be sat there like... <laughs> just everyone in unison. Uh, could be mercedes Monet. Could be, you know, several other free agents that are out there. Or the fact that they said it could be a debut or return. And I'm like, well, who's missing at this point? Who would be, make such a... Other than Punk. Do you know what I mean? Who's going to come back and be like, oh my God. And be like a massive shocking thing. Let me work on this. Hmm. I can't think. Cody. <laughs> well, you never thought he was that is a shock so, return. Yeah. So fascinating. Uh, 
and probably the right move to make as well to get more eyeballs on the show. Obviously, when Rampage started, it was CM Punk's debut, wasn't it? And it was like a true shitload of eyeballs, and everyone was like... Tony has a bit of a history of overselling stuff. He does. And is Sean Spears back yet? <laughs> um, he's throwing out there right now. Is he's he back? He's back from his maternity leave. Paternity leave? Um, yeah, he's around. But okay. Exciting, though, nonetheless. I think it, it's a good good move to make. It'll get eyeballs on the very first show, and they need to kick it off with a bang because um, they, you know, they've put a lot of eggs in one basket here now with this because they've cancelled Dark and Dark Elevation now. Yeah, so, apparently it's something to do with the Discovery Warner deal. Yeah, so apparently the new deal says that they had exclusive rights to show yeah. AW programming. So, so yeah. bye YouTube. YouTube's gone, which I think it, it makes sense. They're going to have three shows now. Assuming Rampage sticks around, they're going to have Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. Mm. That's enough. Which is going to be the developmental brand. Mm, probably Rampage <laughs> now. This um, so yeah, I think uh, exciting news. I'm excited to see who it's going to be. And yeah, I'm excited to watch so the show. And this helps. We're going to get some debut or return. Mm. So, Carl Edge, very recently has been on uh, Impulsive because, uh, you know, that's the podcast that will get any WWE wrestler they want right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was having a chat to Logan. Uh, some, it's actually, it's a really good episode, even if you're not a fan of Logan Paul. And I know there are very few people who, who, who aren't, given the millions of followers he seems to have. But uh, if, you're not, if you don't regularly watch Impulsive, I'd, I'd encourage watching the, the Adam Copeland episode because it's, it's a nice conversation they have. They talk about... Um, Obviously, almost swapping stories in a way, and uh, I mentioned this to you off air, but I mention it now, which isn't totally related to this particular article. But you know, Logan talks about the whole celebrity involvement in wrestling, and and um, him obviously trying to live up to the other wrestlers and so on. And Edge was sort of making reference to the fact that like people seem to forget that WrestleMania one included a ton of celebrities <laughs> like the Mister T and so on, and that Logan's basically doing stuff that. Most celebrities weren't like back in the day. It was just where's the spectacle? We've got this person like Logan's like jumping off shit and do it. he said saying um I can't remember what move it was where he said like um like reference the move Logan did at WrestleMania. And he's like like his hips couldn't take that mm. sort of thing. And um obviously Logan's like well, I mean you speared off the off the top of a ladder and he's like yeah that was stupid kind of thing. It's a really good guy. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed the uh, the chat anyway. But um obviously they asked him about his um his possible retirement from wrestling and um. He hasn't given a solid sort of date on it, but he has sort of referenced the fact that, like, you know, he he has to consider he's, he's got a family, he's got young kids there, you know, he wants to enjoy them. And that's, um, as he put it, he said, he said he was watching a lot of, like, uh, Rocky films. I think he was doing a Rocky film marathon before he returned. And he said, like, the the sort of the story and the monologues from um, Stallone and that, he sort of got him and then... Like it, mindset wise, and then obviously when he come back to that big pop and that electric, he was like, you know, that's what it's about. And he never got to retire the first time on his own terms, so he wants to retire this time on his own terms. And for him, it's like while he's still getting that reaction and that feeling, and it's not like, oh, it's him. Then yeah. he's gonna sort of keep going. Yeah. But you know, it is. Hasn't he said it's probably about not a year gonna, now? Yeah, that's the thing. He's 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 not offer a solid sort of this is where I'm finishing but he doesn't think there's long left and like no. you say it might be in the next year really that yeah. he goes you know what could be next WrestleMania I'm out. final match and that's fair I think I think the main thing is him getting to retire on his own terms and that is something that like it's a luxury he's been afforded in a way isn't it because he never thought he'd be able to do that and that's yeah. amazing that he can but um, enjoy your edge while you got him is all I'm saying because <laughs> it may be that he, he bows out and that's, that won't be the last time we see him I'm sure but as a consistent day-to-day wrestler, you know, he's referenced the fact that, like, 
you know, he's, he's having to try and sort of get in the ring with people like Austin Theory, who's like 25. And, and, and <laughs> trying to like, keep up with was only Either only just born or wasn't born when he had his first match. Yeah. So it's like, there's, you know, there's definite like um, change yeah. there. So uh, I, I get where he's coming from. And you know what? We got to, you just got to enjoy it while he's there, don't you? Yeah. Edge is a ledge. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, do you remember the pop when he came back at Rumble? No one thought we were going to no, see him back in the ring. And it, it was amazing. And yeah. you just got to enjoy it, man. Yeah. I want to see him more like that edge, to be honest. I think the whole stuff with the whole Judgment Day and yeah. like, he's what, had a lot of. What about the Brutes? Like, shut up! Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just want to see, like, not, not necessarily the rated R superstar as such, but just. You know, I don't think the. Like... Given the, the way it's a PG product now, isn't it? I don't think they'll ever return to the rated R. Yeah. Just because they don't want to have to go, like, well, how much rated R mean? You know. <laughs> um... Ridiculous. <laughs> but. I, you know what, it doesn't, it, I just feel like they don't have to do, like, a tour of, like, remember this gimmick? They just, it's yeah. just Edge, just be Edge. Just be Edge. Uh, so, this next one, short and sweet. Uh, so, as we know, Bray Wyatt is um, currently sidelined with an unknown illness. Uh, he's hoping, I think he, I'm not too sure who reported it, because we're dead good at what we do. And somebody <laughs> uh, made a comment that they're not, um, sure when he's going when he like when he's coming back but he's very excited to be back when that will be but it's come out today that uh, he's set to have a new writer writing the storylines for him now if you remember they brought in a guy who'd previously worked with Marvel um, who was going to be the head of like long term storytelling to work specifically I worked out with Bray and um, yeah it's not really worked at all has it let's be fair so I mean I feel like no one really gave it much of a chance. We'll never truly know what went on there. Yeah. But he never really had a story. He had no. a quick feud. He with... had a lot of intrigue and mystique, and you know, we yeah. I, I fucking loved it. The whole white rabbit thing. Yeah, and all that puzzly stuff. Sadly, he won't be able to return that way this time. Well, people are gonna done. be like, "Well, you're gonna do leave again?" Yeah. He just needs to sort of come back and come back quick. I think. Yeah. I just hope he comes back, and because it, it was just it was so dragged out. I mean, get its long term storytelling, but it was like not an happened week to week but the the trouble is I think you could live with it if there was a payoff but the long term story was eventually having a very quick match with LA Knight yeah that was glow in the dark that and yeah, Uncle Hardy like, would jump and miss the thing yeah and, just... and even if you you bought into the whole impact of it like LA Knight was back on Smackdown a couple of weeks later yeah and still talking shit and still like losing every week but talking about having Wrestlemania moments which never happened but LA Knight aside the payoff wasn't there and they could do a long-term story if they know where they're going with it but I honestly don't feel like they did no. other than going well we want to get him into a feud with LA Knight yeah they need to just hone what his character is going to be what Uncle Howdy is and you know all that good stuff so yeah hopefully I mean his health is the most important thing hopefully he's back soon and hopefully you know he does what we know he's capable of doing which is you know being in compelling storylines so yeah. fingers crossed for that he's this generation's undertaker they just need to embrace <laughs> yeah. it man he whispered it in his ear no, to be fair though, he is, isn't he? Like, we don't have any other characters like that with that mystique around them. The same way, he's not the Undertaker, and he never will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's like, he, that's the closest thing we've got in WWE is that kind of mystique and that kind of um, character from Bray Wyatt. And if they dealt with it properly and wrote it properly and embraced it, is that that's what he could be. He could be this generation's Undertaker. Could be. Could be. And there's a picture of us with him there. That's true. And that's what he said to me when I met him. Like, I am this generation's Undertaker. I was like, I oh, know. That never happened. For the record. So, Carl, what did happen, though? AEW all-in mm. pre-sale went up this week. It was. And uh, they have actually broke a UK record. Now, I'm going to have to read this, so I'm going to be looking down on this. Right. But 
and this may have even changed since then. I'm pretty sure it's gone up. But 36,000 tickets sold, which totaled £3.8 million or $4.7 million on mm-hmm. day one. So I think God damn. And yeah. I think it's at forty three thousand now, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. So obviously as of day two. So they're still in the in the pre sale stage. I think it goes on general sale on Friday, Friday. the fifth. So you know what fair play, I saw a lot of tweets going around about how they'll struggle to get ten K over here and they're gonna fail you know, just the, the nicest. The typical of negativity. Fans. Even now, like they like they haven't even got on general sale. It's all pre sale. Yeah. They're at forty three thousand that last time I checked. Yeah. And people are still like, What's well, a ninety thousand arena? It's like Exactly. Calm the fuck down. Exactly. Jesus. They're flying out and they're gonna get a fantastic record. Uh, you know, shout out to Jericho as well because um some knobhead on Twitter basically put something out saying I'll bookmark this now just so I can remind you, Chris, um when you struggle to get more than 10k worth of whatever, and obviously Jericho replied to saying, I bookmarked this too, just so I could come back and tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, fair play to Jericho. So, I know some people, like, for some reason, want to hate him, but he's yeah. funny, he's a legend, right? Nothing pisses me off more at the moment, um, than the whole tribalism thing. It's ridiculous. Why not just be happy that wrestling is in a boom period and people yeah. like wrestling? Look, I don't get anyone it. who's listened to this show for any length of time knows that we've bitched about both. Yeah, of course we will. Like, and we have, and we we're and not. We we don't, we're not fan, like it may have like in the early years it may have seemed like we were proper fanboys of AEW because we had more criticism of WWE at the time. Oh, but, but we were just the Messiah came in though, didn't but he? We were just watching all of it, right? And we only watch AEW and WWE. We've admitted that, and we know that there's some great stuff going on in Impact and so on like that. But in terms of the hours we fit in, we do prioritize AEW and WWE. But we do watch them, and we will either praise or complain about both, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But when you literally just like doesn't matter what they do, I'm gonna call them cunts. It's like why? What's the point in this, man? Yeah, fans just be fans, will you? Yeah. Um, I think it's a phenomenal result for AW, and um, excited yeah. to see if they can sell the whole thing out. Hell yeah! Uh, so uh, if you saw our interview with the one and only Mega Perek, the fantastic uh, chief legal officer and senior vice president of AW, and basically everything. Yeah, and anywhere else, because we've <laughs> been everywhere this past week. But, um, obviously, we interviewed Mega, but we didn't get a chance to actually speak about some of the stuff she said. And, obviously, she revealed a lot of awesome stuff. Indeed. But one of the things that came out, which has made the news a lot this week, is that All Out is going to take place the week after It's pretty crazy, that, you know, because that, in the conversation at the time, that's not something I, I, like, grasped onto, like, that strongly. But the fact mm. that, like, since, like, the media's gone, oh, I'm like... Yeah. Well, I think... Really? Um, wow. I think Anthony Bowens didn't alluded to it, didn't he? Like a couple of months ago, yeah. Like yeah. That. And people were like, "Well, that's weird." But now, obviously, with Mega confirming it, yeah. everyone's going, "Okay, it actually is." And like people, it's been a very mixed reaction. Some people have gone, "Well, this is awesome," you know, it's had like two fantastic shows in in two weeks from AEW. This is going to be like mega, no pun intended, <laughs> right? And then other people have gone, "Like this, this is the biggest mistake they're ever going to do. How they're going to build two shows and all this kind of stuff." I'm like, WrestleMania's two nights now. So I don't really see their main difference. Like I don't think anyone's going to be shortchanged. Why can't they? Like no one knows. I, think, I mean, I take your points, but I think there may be a level of shortchange in that they're going to put more effort into all in because well, of the do. first foray into the UK. They might do, or they can be clever with it. So they might have all the stars on both shows, but they yeah. might do. You know, um, say for example, if CM Punk does come back, maybe we will get CM Punk versus Kenny Omega in a singles match. But we yeah. might also get CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite. 
and they yeah. can be on two separate shows, and they're just as big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, I take your point. So I, I think if the box clever like that, and it's the thing, it's like people straight away is like, are they going to fail? It's like, well, it, it, the risk is higher, yes, but they may not. Yeah, we just have to see. And you know, you could there's loads of stuff like, like fantastic examples of things like that. You could have um, Soraya taking on Jamie Hater, but in in um, London. As the two Brits. I mean, there's definitely going to be some Brit like uh, connection there, isn't there? Yeah. They're, gonna, and they're definitely going to do stuff like that. You might do Britt Baker turning heel on Jamie Hater after the show or during the show and then having Britt versus um, Jamie. You know what I mean? They're two phenomenal matches that you Brit could do. Britt versus Britt. Well, yeah. um, so, you know, I think people are... I don't really, I don't really get it, basically. The only, the only thing I can kind of understand or see the concerns is are these two pay-per-views... Are they going to be charging fifty dollars each or whatever? Yeah, that's a legitimate criticism. To but you, you, the belief, yeah. at least um, from a lot of people in the media, is that all in in America is going to be on HBO. No, not HBO Max, like Warner Brothers Discovery or whatever the fuck it's called. Their streaming network is right. going to be offered to them. Um, I think it's actually Discovery Plus. You know, all right. Well, whatever. Like, it is it's not all part of WB, but yeah. I think it might be Discovery Plus. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think it is I a was, new one. But I think they've got Discovery right. Plus as part of it now. I was kind of hoping because we have Discovery Plus in this country. I was kind of mm. hoping that AEW might end up on there because, like, yeah. uh, w- my wife's got it for various different random yeah. shows, and I'm like, come on. But it's still with ITV, which yeah. is fine. Well, I mean, it could end up on ITV box office over here. I don't really know how it's going to be. No, nah, that's gone. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's Fight It'll TV. End up somewhere. Fight. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, ITV box office closed down like a week after they opened, so yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know. I think uh, it's exciting news as far as I'm concerned, and I'm, I'm interested to see what it is that they do. Yeah, so. I agree. So, Carl, as we all remember, Shane O'Mac, he's always followed in his father's footsteps, mm-hmm. and um, in a typical McMahon style, Tory's quads. Was it quads? Taurus quads. Definitely right. one quad. A quad. So, obviously, everyone remembers the, the slight sort of mishap at uh, WrestleMania 39 when Shane was going to come out and have his go at uh, beating up the Miz because that was, like, a, a, a running theme. Booked by Triple H, by the way, guys. Yeah. Like, I, I okay. I'm not moaning too much, but why are they treating Shane like he's like a legend? It's like, oh, it'd be great if he turned up. He's, he's not Hulk Hogan or The Undertaker. It's Shane O'Mac. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that meant to achieve? No one expected him, but that's not like a good surprise. No offense. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, the, the the segment didn't quite go as planned. Um, and I actually felt bad for the Miz because he got a bit of criticism for it as well, which is a bit unfair given like, you know, no one expected the guy to tear his squad. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he's 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 okay. He's recovering. He's on the road to recovery. Um, and interestingly, Mike Mike Kyoda, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I don't Mike want to Kyoda. pronounce it wrong. Yep. I wanted to go with a ch, but I was like, no, it's Kyoda. Shioda. Um, has actually confirmed. He said that Shane O'Mac will be back in that ring, brother. He's working out hard right now. He's gonna be back. I wish him a speedy recovery. So, Yay! I, I'm just like, why? I know he's like. Trophy wise, he's the best wrestler in the world. Um, but let's be honest. Is anyone like, oh, we really need him back in the ring? Like, he's fun to have around. He doesn't even need to be back in the ring. Just make some appearances here and there. Yeah. Like, I didn't even mind him as a GM, but it's like, other than the coast to coast, yeah. What does he do? He really like upstairs well in terms of a performer, didn't he? The whole best in the world stuff mm. and just you know hung around like a bad smell. So, obviously, speedy recovery to him. But that, hopefully, that doesn't mean he's going to be. Ever yeah. present in the ring because I don't think anyone really wants that. No, 
Um, but a surprise, uh, which I'm guessing is going to air this week. By the time you're watching this, it's probably airing. It probably happened. Um, yep. Is uh, former Naomi Trinity Fatu has decided to opt for Impact Wrestling. So um, she made her debut at the tapings this past week. And uh, yeah, I think that took a lot of people by surprise. I think everyone was wondering where she was going to end up with Mercedes going to um, stardom and obviously talks breaking down with Trinity and WWE about a potential return. So she's chosen Impact. And the reason for that, she cited the women's division as being potentially the best division out there at the moment. It's definitely unsung. She said she's watched it from afar um, and, you know, it's something she's wanted to be a part of for a long time. Um, I mean, to be honest, Impact have been quietly decent for a long time, but people just remember it sort of imploding on itself and don't really give it the time of day. But no. it's actually a, it's a decent promotion at the moment. Yeah, there's um there's a lot of good stuff, especially like the women's division is the standout for me at the minute in there. Yeah. Like the whole stuff with uh, Mickey James and you yeah, know, the last, last rodeo. rodeo yeah. I've I've loved all of that. So hopefully when she heals up, we'll get to see Mickey versus Trinity as well. I think will be awesome. And let's but face it, still like, got shit stuff. Got Bobby Fish in there. Yeah, although nothing, nothing, nothing's funny. Not nothing's funny. That's that's impact. Nothing's funnier <laughs> than um, Bobby Fish coming into Impact like he was a big deal and getting no reaction. That's yes. nothing's funnier than that. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what he was thinking. But do you know what? Like, I think there's a merit to like because a lot of people like a lot of people are trying to again. Oh, Trinity's joined Impact. Let's talk shit about AEW because that's what we do, right? But um. And a lot of people, you know, very much, oh, you know, it's a small company, it's a small pond kind of thing. But I think she deserves sort of to be like a big fish at the yeah. minute. And if that means being an impact and getting some recognition as a big deal, so be it. Because she's never really got much respect. I think even the hashtag Justice by Naomi or something like that was uh, yeah. trending at one point because she just got shit on consistently in WWE as far as booking went. Yeah. She could be over as fuck. And if she needs to prove a point, um, and it's, I'm not saying use Impact to prove a point, but at the end of the day, Impact are probably going to treat her like a big deal because to them, she is. Yeah. I think as well, like, I don't think anyone can argue her in-ring credentials. I'm really keen to understand how her promo ability is when given the focus and time, mm, yeah. whether she can hone that a bit yeah. more um, there because, you know, if she if she can do that, then she could just be an absolute megastar, do you know what I mean? So Indeed. I'm excited for her, though. I think it's a, it's a good move. Um, you know, the women's division in WWE and AW is very kind of oversaturated at the minute. There's a lot of talent yeah, there. There is. So there I is. think um as well as impact. It's a wise move, a, really. Yeah, Impact's got a great women's division, but I think there's a bit more room to make an impact. <laughs> if you will. So excited to see how that goes. Indeed. So speaking of uh, women in wrestling, Carl, uh Lever Bates has actually uh, put up a tweet quite recently. I won't give you the um verbatim. But it's a very heartfelt uh, message, sort of confirming that a contract has uh, come to an end with AEW. Uh, and obviously, just most of the, the message was about sort of being grateful for the opportunities, people she's met, etc. Um, but basically confirming that she's not continuing on with AEW. There's no suggestion of like uh, renewing that contract. So I don't know whether that's a choice by her or a choice by AEW. But unfortunately, Leva Bates will no longer be in AEW. Yeah, it's a shame though. She's done a lot of work behind the scenes as well. I think she head up the social media for the company at press, um, you know, press events and stuff like that, like media scrums and stuff. Mm. She's always the one kind of, you know, doing a lot of work for Tony. You can always see her in the background and doing stuff. So, yeah. you know, it could be a massive loss for them. Um, obviously, she is a wrestler though, and maybe it's the fact that she hasn't been given a lot of opportunity to do that. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. You know, she's 
I don't know how old she is now, but I don't think she's got loads more years left in the ring potentially. So maybe she wants to just go elsewhere and kind of. We're talking like maybe it's a little bit of a swerve in that sense. Like maybe this is her saying goodbye to her wrestling career. Like mm-hmm. that's not to say that she's not going. She might still be involved. Like it's it's a different sort of. It's not a talent contract, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's a different maybe. sort of thing if you're going to be an employee. So maybe it's something like that. That's purely speculation on my part, but. Yeah. Um. I'm excited to see what you know where she goes. I know, um, you know, Aaron Peter Avalon obviously had a lot of stuff um on screen together, and I think he's kind of gone now as well, hasn't he, from AEW mm. as well. So, not sure where they'll end up, um, or what she's going to do next. But obviously, wish her all the best. Indeed. And the last one, we just thought we'd end with a little bit of a couple of nice congratulations messages this week. So, firstly, to Carmella and Corey Graves, who, as yeah. we know. Fantastic um, news for these yeah, two. Yeah, obviously they've suffered um, miscarriage or miscarriages in the past and obviously they're delighted to announce that um, they, they're they pregnant. So fantastic news um, for them. Uh, saw the video, have you seen the video of how she announced it to oh, no. the stepchildren and stuff like that? So obviously she looks made up, the, all the kids look made up and stuff. Oh, so awesome. yeah. great news for them. So. Yeah, like especially obviously the, I think the media became quite aware of the, the situation quite recently with Carmella when she had some time out and, yeah. and that was devastating for her so just to, to see them happy is just awesome absolutely so um, yeah well you know wishing them all the best and also massive congratulations to Gunther and uh, Ginny former uh, NXT UK mm. um, who have uh, tied the knots uh, and you know Gunther just when you thought he couldn't do more than what he does with his in-ring ability not only does he look sharp as fuck but he can dance I don't know if you've seen the videos, but fantastic dancer as well. But congratulations to these two um, on their recent marriage. And yeah, I don't know if they're going to go away on honeymoon or something, but you know, whether we're going to see Gunther away from TV for a bit, but um, yeah, just wish them obviously all the success for the future. Indeed. And um, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's it. I don't know why I went back to Triple H. I'm so used to the old format of going back to another thing, but we're not doing that. (laughs) Freshen it up. So... Yeah, let us know what you think of diving straight into the news without the introduction and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, thanks for watching. Make sure you check out our other segments this week. We're talking Bashlack. Bashlack? Backlash. Bashlack. Bashlack. Backlash predictions. <laughs> um, and we've also got a segment. We're collaborating with a couple of other um, wrestling content creators mm. out there. All right, stop. Get the F out. Elaborate. And this is <laughs> um, So yeah, check all them out. And until next time, we will say bye.